Hallelujah. Amen. Greetings in the name of Jesus. Please do take your seats. We are grateful for this beautiful day. We bless the Lord for His mercies endures forever. As we come before the Lord this this morning, we, we are in a new year, and we have themed this year the year of a disciple. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are going to teach the word of God to make disciples of all nations. So to make disciples is to form people. Is to build lives of people. Is to create a space within our own hearts so that a disciple can follow the dictates of the word of God. I said the disciple follows the dictates of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We welcome all those who are viewing us from across our country. And those that are watching us on uh, viewing centers, those that are listening on radio, may the Lord bless you. We continue with our subtopic seed time and harvest so that we are able to complete it completely. May the Lord bless you. When we talk about the disciple, he wants to be like the one that disciples him. He wants his life to be formed and made. He wants his life to be built up. Amen. May your life be built up in the name of Jesus. First Timothy chapter 5 verse 17. It says, let the elder who rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. The scripture says, you shall not muscle an ox while it treads out the grain. And the laborer is worth his wage. Do not muscle the ox. And I pray today as we finish this part, we pray. Next week we will then go into paying yourself. How do you help yourself in God to build a very solid foundation for your own sustenance? 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. It says, let the elder who rule well be counted worthy of double honor. Especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. For the scripture says, You shall not muscle an ox while it treads out the grain. And the laborer is worth his wage. I want us to take a different slide. 
direction. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 13. Jeremiah 2 verse for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me the fountain of living waters and run themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. The Bible says they've hewn themselves. They have hewn themselves. Amen. Systems that cannot hold water. Now, this is a very common attitude for many of us. That we will provide for ourselves. We can provide for ourselves. And we will do everything to provide for ourselves. But the Bible teaches us in the book of Hebrews 7, 7. It gives us an idea without doubt the inferior is blessed by the superior. So for our blessing to become a reality we need to understand how God works in his house. That it's not like, oh, I will make it work myself. That's why God says, I will give them shepherds after my own heart. I'll give them shepherds after my own heart. So the Bible says, you have yielded, you have made yourself, you have dug your own well. That cannot hold water. This reminds me many years ago. Somebody dug a well during a high rainy season. So the water was not very far. Possibly two, three, four meters he found the water. They, 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 he thought, I have, I have a good well. But when years went by, drought and the water table dropped, his self-made system could no longer provide for him. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to challenge you today. Don't own your own systems. You think about, fun, uh, about fountains or wells. You have to understand that your man of God, your pastor, is a well that God has given to you. And therefore, from scripture, we have noticed that wells are places of contention. Wells are places of conflict. So that is why consistently and continually the pastor and you will be bombarded by Satan. So that you do not prosper or you do not find a sustenance for yourself. So Satan uses that. So you can work for yourself. You don't need anyone to pray for you. You have the Spirit of God. You can pray for yourself. I mean, if you want to see how things deteriorate, 
You reduce everything that you are doing. The church service that you used to preach for one hour, you preach for 30 minutes. When you go to weddings and funerals, where you used to preach for one hour, they will tell you, hey, finish. Five minutes. So the well of life that is supposed to sustain the community so they start to, to, to look for entertainment. Genesis chapter 26, verse 15. Now the Philistines has, has stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. And they had filled them with earth. So I want you to have this understanding that God will every time bless you. But your enemy and the enemies of God will want to fill the sources of your blessing. I don't know you are listening. Number two. Isaac understood that life is through the fountain. The wells his father has dug. He understood that my survival and success is dependent on me doing exactly what my father was doing. To dig wells to contain myself. Maybe you don't understand what is a well. A well is a source of life where there's not consistent rain. The Bible says when there is drought in the land, God will bless you in that drought. Because you have a well that has no limit So Isaac understood that principle. I want you to understand this principle. That your man of God, your shepherd, your ministry minister, ministry minister your wa pastor, wa he is your well, source of knowledge and power. You will be sustained and kept. So Isaac understood. If I'm going to maintain what my father has earned, I just need to go back and read that the wells he has dug before. But there was opposition. They opposed him. You will be opposed yourself. I said, when you want to honor God, people will oppose you. I listened to the testimony of the young man. He says, I had a fight within me to buy food with my time. But I decided to listen to the word. And he said, after I did that, God blessed me. May the story 
be your story in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three, he continued, Isaac continued to build fountains against all opposition. Our breakthrough is dependent on it. Hallelujah. Amen. Your source of life, your sustenance, your build up is dependent on you recognizing the well that God has given to you. Maintaining and taking care of it. The book of Genesis 26, 22. And he moved from there and dug another well. And they did not quarrel over it. And he called the name Rehoboth. Because he, had, he said, For now the Lord has made room for us. You see, when, when God blesses you, he will give you a true well that will sustain and keep you and build you. May you arrive at your Rehoboth in the name of Jesus. Amen. May room be made for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. You see, when you are a good disciple, like Isaac, he looked at his father. He copied his father. He followed his father. And he continued to do exactly the same thing that made his father successful. He started to dig again the same well. But they knew that these wells are wells of wealth. They knew. If you tithe, you will, the Lord will bless you. Then you, if you give your offering, the Lord will bless you. If you honor your man of God, the Lord will bless you. If you take care of the the elderly, you take care of the orphans. The Lord will bless you. Oh, Satan doesn't like it. It will block you. So that you become more poorer. This will not be your story in the name of Jesus. Your well is the well of wealth. Hallelujah. Amen. We have different kinds of wells. We could talk about those wells. Uh, I can give you the well that Eliezer went to look for a wife. Eliezer went to look for a wife. For Abraham's son Isaac. Genesis 24. And uh, the church is a good well to find a good wife. Oh, we help. We help a lot. We say to the sister, look to the right. And we say to the brother, look to your left. And when they look, their eyes meet. They say, yeah, this is the one. 
It becomes a well that will sustain you the rest of your life. Oh, the wells are sources of life themselves. Your man of God is a source of life. Listen, if your marriage is not working, go for prayer. Go for counseling. Your business is not working, come for prayer. It's not, it's not a long prayer. Just a small short prayer. You'll be shocked what the Lord can do But I want us to finish the benefits of having a prophet and a man of God in your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, the other time we spoke, we said your success and breakthrough is not only in your hard work. But it's as well the gift that God has given in your life. The enemy knows that your future is connected to your man of God. Genesis, Genesis uh, Exodus 17 verse 8 to 13. Exodus 17 verse 8 to 13. The Bible tells us that uh, there was a battle that was going on. Joshua was fighting the Amalek. We did the example and the Bible says Moses said to him, I'll be on the hill, you go down the valley, you fight this Amalek. I will be up there, lifting up my hands and praying. Listen, to lift up the hand is not, it's not natural. There's no amen. Amen. I can make you now to stand with me and say, lift up your hands. I will see how, how strong you are. Lift up your hand. Five minutes is enough. Abraham stood there on top of the hill. The Bible says, as Moses was lifting up his hands, Joshua was winning. When his hands became heavy and the hands dropped, Israel was losing. And then there were uh, Aaron and her, the supporters. So I want to tell you today that when people were winning down there, people didn't know that it was not the strength of Joshua. He don't understand. It was not it, physically you could see Joshua there. But there was a supernatural power that connected to Joshua that enabled him to win and to break through. May this power come upon your life now in the name of Jesus. May your struggle come to an end for the hand of your prophet have been lifted up upon your life. Oh, you must have faith. It's a good testimony that he gave. That I paid my tithes. And the Lord came through for me. The man of God stood on behalf of Joshua. Support your prophet and you will prosper. 
Number two, make room for your men of God Amen. and your prophets. Make provision to care for your men of God. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 8 to 11. Second Kings 4, verse 8 to 11. Listen, make it a priority. You see, this woman did not know that words have been said on her behalf. Think about it this way. Here is the man of God. Elisha. The woman says, this man of God passes by our house frequently. What does he eat every time he passes here? Oh, we will sacrifice our lunch and our dinner. Let our men of God come to our house and eat with us. But this woman was very serious. She says, I'll up the game. He said to the husbands, let's build an extra room for the men of God. An upper room that when he passes, he can have a place to rest and to a table and a lamp for him so that he can enjoy himself. Can I give you a secret? Every time you are concerned about the men, if more than one occasion, the man of God will remember you. Even when you don't think about it. And here, Elisha says, what good have been done for this woman? The man who has been the prophet says, oh, the woman, is, the, the husband is old and no children. The woman later got children. There was a horrible drought for seven years and the woman was forced to leave. The prophet, the prophet, spoke, the prophet spoke into the life of the woman and said, can you move away because there's going to be a drought. Before anybody knows, can you go away? And one day, the servant of the prophet was sitting telling testimonies to the king. Telling about the relationship of this woman and the prophet. It was like a joke. I'm sure the king was saying, hey, you have stories, yo. Can I tell you about testimonies? Testimonies after a certain time, when people tell them it's like, the people are making themselves. When you tell people, oh, the Lord gave me a house. Oh, I was busy buying a car. I remember one some years ago when I went to buy a bed. A bed. We prayed. I said, Lord, help us. We need a sizable, good, comfortable and we arrive at one shop. We buy the bed. We were looking at the beds. But we didn't find what we wanted. And the price was way out of our budget. So this upmarket shops. 
So one way did I then said to the when after we spoke to the salesperson we decided we are leaving when we crossed the door we were just at the door going out so oh, I have another bed let me come and show you it shows us the bed this could to be 15 17 years ago the bed was 6,000 bucks. 5,995. 5,995. Hey. Too expensive. Now you should put the years. Put the years back. And the person says, This bed, I will give it to you for 995. I'll cut the 5,000. I don't know you understand. The blessing of the Lord, they are far beyond yourself. So we say, make room for your men of God. And God will make room for you. God will prosper you. Number three. Your care and concern for the men of God will move the hand. Will move, will move the men of God and open new seasons for you. The Bible says Mary said to the to those who attended the book of John 2 verse 5. John 2 verse 5. And she said to the servants. Whatever he says, do it. Let me say to you. Whatever the Lord said. Do it. Second Kings chapter 4 verse 13 to 16. And he said, he said to him, now to her, uh, Second Kings 4 13 to 16. Second Kings chapter 4 verse 13 to 16. And he said to him, say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king? Or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gahazi said, actually she has no son and her husband is old. So he said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. When he said, about this time next year you shall embrace a son. And she said, No, my Lord, men of God, do not lie to your maid servants. You see, when, when you take care of your, your pastor, you will start to speak prophetic 
words that don't make sense even to you. Oh, there are a lot of things that will come to pass because the words have been spoken to you. And you might have difficulty to accept the words because these words are supernatural. They confront your position where you are at. Oh, believe in the Lord. You will be established. Believe in his prophets. And you will prosper. I see you prospering in the name of Jesus. I see you lifted up in the name of Jesus. I do you doing great exploits in the name of Jesus. May you rise up in your honor and God will honor you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four. Honor your prophets. And it will give you life to your relationship with the prophets. Many in the church, they struggle due to familiarity. Or co-equal spirits. Many are excluded from receiving blessings and prophetic words because they are casual and familiar. It's a greatest dangerous terrain to play in. Mark 6 verse 4 and 5. But Jesus said to them, a prophet has no, is, is not without honor except in his own country. Among his own relatives. His own house. Do you understand? All other people receive. Except you. I don't understand. You are familiar. Most churches don't receive. Most Christians don't receive because they become so familiar with the, the messenger that the Lord has sent to them. Hallelujah. Amen. Do not become familiar so that your breakthrough will come speedily. Jesus was anointed mightily so. But people in his village, they looked at him. We know this guy. The man come from this place. Is his brothers not among us? So they couldn't receive from him. But they received very little out of him. This will not be your story in the name of Jesus. Amen. I know you honor the prophets in the name of Jesus. Number five. Learn to provide your blessing by recognizing the gift. Learn to provoke your blessing. I don't forget my story. I like telling it because I believe that's my turning point. I got born again at 16. And one day, 
bought a dress for my grandmother at 16. I asked my mother to choose for me. These three cats. These three, three cats uh, material dresses. Amen. So I bought it. Took it to my grandmother. She looked at it. And she blessed me. And said, you are better than all my grandchildren. Right. Hmm. From that day, I'm not shocked. If you go among all the grandchildren, oh, the blessing you can see where it is. There is no dispute. There is no competition. And from that day, I will never go home without a gift. Because I knew immediately I arrived and I present my gifts. It might not be a lot of words, but one word will be said. And that's what will sustain you. Learn to provoke your blessing by recognizing the gifts by giving to the ministry and the life of your prophets. 1 Samuel 9, verse 6 and 8 They said, this King Saul, that time he was just Saul, he lost, his father lost donkeys. And the servant of Saul told him, there is a prophet in this city. Let's go and inquire of the prophet. And Saul said, you don't go to prophet without a gift or without an offering. Then Saul said to the servant, but, but look, if we go, what shall we bring the men of God? For the bread in our vessel is all gone. There is no present to present to the men of God. What do we have? And the servant answered Saul again and said, Look, I have at, at hand one fourth of a shekel of silver. I will give that to the men of God to tell us our way. Your men of God possesses your way. <laughs> Number six, let's push. God has sent his messenger, the men of God, before you to make a way for you. The servant of Saul says, we will give our gifts. And the man of God will tell our way. Most of our people are deaf, can't hear. Even when you speak to them, I remember many years ago I spoke to somebody who was a leader in the church and I said, oh, don't do like this, do like this. Very bold, say, ah, 
what you are saying is old fashioned. I was giving a way. A way to escape. Yeah, and uh, as we say, I told you so. Trouble came. And the person said, I wish I had followed what you said. The, this servant said, The man of God will tell our way. Matthew 11, verse 10. Matthew 11, verse 10. For this is he of whom it is written. Behold, I sent my messenger before your face. Who will prepare your way before you? Your man of God will prepare a way before you. There is no amen in Acadia. Yeah, they, they, they are fighting the message. <laughs> I said, the Bible says it is written. I am sending my messenger ahead of you. And he will prepare your way before you. Oh, don't undermine the shepherd that you have. There might not be too experienced. But they know a little bit more than you. Your man of God is there as a messenger so that he will prepare a way for you. Hallelujah. Amen. But I think they amen. Possibly all the neighbors around. Amen. They are saying we are going to church now. Because their amen is too big. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to challenge you. Don't lose this part. That the man of God will is there to prepare a way before you. If Jesus needed a John, are you bigger than John? Are you bigger than Jesus? I will guide myself. Oh, Jesus understood. John is a passage to where I want to go. He came to John and said, you must, you must baptize me. John says, the one that is coming after me is far greater than me. Even his shoelaces, I'm not worthy to tie. But Jesus knew his doorway to a great and powerful ministry. John. Without John, Jesus has no ministry. John is the man and the voice of God over the life of Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Jesus made John to be received and accepted. And John's ministry was authenticated because Jesus later manifested. But you, 
you are your own man and woman of God. If Jesus was so dependent on John, then you must be having a greater spirit than the one we have. That's why I say, you can talk, oh, I'm anointed, I'm anointed. Anointings are graces from others. It's passed on from one to the other. <laughs> oh, somebody was asking me, why are you so successful? I said, watch where I come from. I have a home. I've got a home. Yes, a home. No, I didn't buy it. I, I come from a home. Yes. I've been blessed. I didn't leave our scent. A John spoke over my life. As the Lord said, I will make, the prophet will make, I'll send my messenger before you who will make a way for you. Assistant pastor. Know this truth. That a door, a way, will be made for you. You will succeed. Because a way has been, a messenger has been sent before you. Receive your messenger. Think about John the Baptist. In our time, we'll call him mad man. Can you imagine how he used to dress up? Just put a, a, a leather around his waist and just tie it with a belt. Stay in the bush there. There's no water. When you meet him, you are thinking you are meeting something else. I'm to somebody. Amen. I said, you, your, your man of God is your messenger from God. There's no amen. amen. No, it's, it's the right space to say amen. He said, the man of God will make a way for you. Matthew chapter 11, verse 10. Matthew 11, verse 10. I like it. It says, he will prepare a way for you. Now, now a way has been prepared for me. I've preached in so many places. I've traveled to places I never thought they are possible. To people I never knew. I don't you understand. When one day I received a call. And the pastor says to me, My father in the Lord said, I must call you to come and preach in my church. Hey. I said, they are making it difficult. <laughs> I had my own date to go somewhere. But because his father is my father, and he has been advised, he was asking who could come and preach for me in this conference. They said, no, call so-and-so. A way has been made for me. 
preached in different places overseas. Oh, I didn't know them. When I arrived, they introduced me. Even myself, I'm shocked. I say, hey, I must be very powerful. <laughs> no, it's because somebody made a way before me. Hey, there's no amen. I'm trying to push. I think in the East Campus, they are standing and shouting. Say, yes, we have a messenger. Who's Making a way before us. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> the man number seven, the man of God or prophet has understanding in the visions of God and to guide and help direct your path. Hey, can you imagine? After I came into the ministry, many years ago, full of youthfulness, but inexperience, foolish and blind to the things of the Spirit, my father in the Lord came for the first conference we had. And after the conference, he says, you are doing very well. But he said, let's sit down. <laughs> Tell me, how are you running the church? He told me, the church is not business. Oh, you don't understand. Then he told me, this is how you set the church. This is how you care for the people. God has put everything that this church needs in your people. Not outside, here in your, in your presence. I learned some things I will not tell you because they are household secrets. And ever since that day, I've never begged for bread. Amen. David says, I was young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor they are children begging for bread. Amen. You will not beg for bread in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your children will not beg for bread in the name of Jesus. Amen. Favor and grace will come upon your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The book of 2 Chronicles 26 Chapter 26, verse 5. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, He who sought God in the day of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God prospered him. I'm building a case that you need your man of God. Amen. Yes. Don't, don't, don't take it from the South African pride, uh, uh, sometime level of uh, understanding, a lack of fathering, lack of sitting down, pride that will tell you, no, you don't need the man of God. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you. They are deceiving you. 
You are being deceived. Wafur. Few churches have gone and there's no pastor. I always call the elders and say, you must appoint a pastor. You must have a pastor. I say, you are denying yourself. Nobody in our church should should be loose. You must have a shepherd. You must, there must be somebody that you submit yourself to. Are you not part of our church? Are you not my disciple? Are you not looking to make a relationship with God? Oh, submit yourself. Be humble. Then the Lord will make you to prosper. Hallelujah. Amen. For the man of God has understanding of the visions of God. May the Lord be merciful to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The man of God helps us on our way. He helps us on our journey of life. Romans chapter 1 verse 11. For I long to see you. I long to see you. That I may impart to you some spiritual gift. So that you may be established. Third John 1 verse 2. Johanne Waburaru chapter 1 verse 2 Beloved I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers Number 9 the man of God the prophet enables your heavenly account to be credited Philippians 4:17 by Philippi 4 verse 17. Not that I seek a gift. But I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. I seek for the fruit that will abound to your account. Amen. A fruit. That will abound to your account. You don't give for the benefit of the man of God. No. Yes, he benefits. But the main, main thing is that you be blessed and prosper. Not that I seek a gift. Amen. But I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Amen. Number 10. The prophet and the man of God watch over your soul. Listen, I've been, I've been around for quite a few years. Even today, if I have medical problems, I've been married, marital, marital. Oh, sorry. Finances. Any difficulty. Oh, we go for prayer. Every time I meet my father's we always kneel down and say we can't live without you praying for us. Because they, they are responsible for our prosperity. The scripture says obey those who rule over you. Obey. 
and be submissive or they watch over your souls as those who must give accounts let them do so with joy and not with grief amen hallelujah amen so the man of God watches over your soul so that you will be preserved and protected. For those who are listening on radio, and all of our viewing centers will be just having communion just now. If you are in your house, you can have communion ready. If you don't have communion, no big deal. Bread bread and water will do. But I want to challenge all those who are watching and listening. We just read now the Bible says in the book of Matthew 10, 11, uh, 11, 10. It says, I will send my messenger to go before you. Who will go before you? I want you to come to the knowledge of God. God has sent his messenger. God has sent Jesus Christ for your soul. He says all those who believe in him will not perish but have eternal life. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Your sin will find you out. I want to challenge you this morning that you can make right with God. Your things might not necessarily be right now. But God has a plan for your life. In John chapter 3, the Bible tells us that a, a senior prophet came to see Jesus. Nicodemus. Nicodemus. Jesus said to him, except you be born again, you will not see the kingdom of God. You need to come to Jesus. Otherwise, your life will be wasted and lost. So if you are in this auditorium now or any of our viewing centers now in any of our churches or you are watching us from any other broadcasting platform I want to challenge you all have sinned and come short of the glory of God the gift of God is eternal life I want to pray together with you that you may receive Jesus. If you are here this morning, you say, Pastor, I want to receive Jesus. I want to be born again. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to be a child of God. I want the messenger that the Lord has sent before me that my way may be made perfect. If you are here, 
Lift up your hand now. You say, I want my way to be made perfect. I want to be born again. I want my sins to be forgiven. If you are here, lift up your hand now. In the, in the abstract, in the viewing centers. I'm lifting my hand because I want Jesus in my life. All those that are in our viewing centers, in our campuses, pastors, help the people. All those who lifted their hands, Jesus sees your hand. The Bible says, those who are not ashamed of me, I will not be ashamed of them when we meet the Father. May the Lord bless you for your hand that you have lifted up. We are going to pray now. I want to pray together with you. If you are here this morning, you are in this auditorium, or any, and you have lifted your hand, immediately after the service, please, we, the ashes will come to you. I'll ask the church, can you follow me, all of us? Can you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today. Can you say it? I thank you today for this great salvation. Today, I recognize I am a sinner. I need a savior. Lord, forgive me all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. With my own mouth, I speak that Jesus Christ is Lord. And with my own heart, I believe that you raised him from the dead. I thank you, Father, for this salvation. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Can you say my name? Please mention your name. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I thank you, Father, for this grace for this salvation in Jesus name you say Holy Spirit come upon my life lead and guide me in Jesus name